Let's get you back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. In double overtime, BYU defeats Pacific by a score of 95-87. to 87. Such swings of emotion in this one <laughs> from, from missed free throws at the end of regulation to, uh, to finding ways to make big shots in both overtime sessions. BYU with the win and uh, big performances up and down the score sheet. Marcelo and Avert lead the way. B.A. with 24, A.B. with 23, Matt Harms adding 13. Other scorers for BYU, Harward 8, Harding 7. That's a big shots. George 7, Johnson 6, 4 for Loner, and 3 for Colby Lee. BYU ends up uh, out-rebounding Pacific 46-38. to We'll get you some more numbers in a moment if we tell you that Pacific got 18 from Moore, 16 from Price Noel, 13 from Jenkins, 12 from Bell, 9 from Bailey, 7 for Crockrell, 8 for Finstone, 2s for Hampshire, and Shad. BYU shoots on the day 50%, but when it was all said and done, 38% from the three-point line, 64 from the stripe, and that number came up from sub-50 late in regulation, so big free throws late for BYU. The Tigers shoot 42%, 38%, and 72% respectively. BYU overcomes 14 turnovers. They actually led in points off of turnovers. BYU did plus two at 13 to 11. Second chance points, BYU plus two there, 16 to 14. The bench in Pacific's favor, 38-32. Points in the paint, 36 to 28 in BYU's favor after BYU wasn't getting much done in the paint early in this game. Fast break points, Pacific plus five at eight to three. BYU led for 35 and a half minutes. The Tigers led for six minutes and change in this game. BYU 17 assists on 33 makes. Pacific 12 assists on 30 makes. BYU 95, Pacific 87 is our final score. Time now for our New Skin Data Discovery, brought to you by New Skin. Discover the best you. Mark, what have you discovered in tonight's box score? Well, I thought the big men were settling in the first half, not working hard to get position, shooting threes. I, I wasn't happy about that. They only had two points in the paint. Two points, first 20 minutes, end up with 36 and also, yeah. when they were so reliant on the three-point, 19 three-point attempts in the first half, just 10 in the second half. That's but much better approach, getting it in the paint, scoring in the paint, and I think that's, it, in the long run, what got BYU a victory here tonight. Such tension in this game. You go through the final 10 minutes of the second half, and it was a one-possession game the entire way. Okay, so the entire final 10 minutes, second half, it's a one-possession game. The entire first overtime, it's a one-possession game the whole way. Into the second overtime is when BYU finally pulled out and got itself up to a double-digit lead. They end up winning by, by 8, 95 to 87. But, man, this was one of those where every possession offensively, defensively, seemed to mean so much for this team. And we won't be able to tell in the end what this game ultimately means for BYU but had, you know, had they not pulled it out, so many questions would have been asked, yeah. especially after Wednesday. But you don't have to ask those questions anymore because they, they answer the one prevailing question, which is, will they come back again from a loss with a win? And every time a Mark Pope team has lost since he's been the head coach, they've won the next game. Yeah, that says a lot about a team. And you look at the company they're keeping uh, with that streak, and it's pretty impressive. And, and, you know, I just think BYU showed some real – determination at the end of this game and what about pacific i mean what they big shot after big shot here in the marriott center that says a lot about them too that they really came to win and, and take it to byu and had some great chances to win this game uh, but byu found a way somehow uh, with barcelo and Averett and harding and harms and harward harward had through it three straight possessions going into him yeah. a little jump hook i mean you needed every point tonight 
and uh, they found a way to get it done. That, that was a remarkable swing of emotion. That was a glass case of emotion for much of that second half and two overtimes, Greg, but BYU got it done. So the first overtime win of the Mark Pope era, particularly gratifying, comes in his 50th game as BYU goes to 38-12 and 12 under head coach Mark Pope. Only, uh, only one coach has ever had a better 50-game record uh, through uh, in, in his first 50 than Mark Pope has put together here at BYU. We've got much more to come from Provo with player and coach interviews postgame. Coming up next is Jason Shepard with Cougar Postgame Live. BYU 95, Pacific 87 is our final score on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The final horn has sounded. And today's game is complete. Time now for Cougar Post Game Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Post Game Live is presented by America First Credit Union. Whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. Cougar Post Game Live is also brought to you by First Colony Mortgage, your trusted lender for all your mortgage needs. Visit firstcolonymortgage.com. Now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Well, hey, as they say, all's well that ends well, right? Woo! That was a little bit more of a nail-biter than we expected. But, hey, at the end of the day, BYU now 14-4, 5-2 in conference play. And they get the win. And they stayed tough throughout the game. Turnovers, missed free throws, and they never gave up. They gave themselves a chance to continue to compete and then dominated in the second overtime, they get the win, 95-87. Welcome in to Cougar Post Game Live. Whatever financial products and services you need to take care of yourself, your family, or your business, America First is here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. Let's check out some other scores. We'll start uh, locally. The University of Utah getting the win today. Earlier this afternoon at Colorado, Utes win by 377-74. Weber State also victorious away from the state of Utah. They were at Idaho. Wildcats pick up the 81-62 win. A game uh, just underway at uh, Utah Valley. Uh, They are hosting Tarleton, having some trouble getting the score on that one. We'll uh, try and get you that one before uh, we uh, get to the end of Cougar pregame live. Also coming up at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, Dixie State at Cal Baptist. All right, only one other game in the conference is underway, and they are just under six minutes to go in the first half in Malibu, number one Gonzaga with a 13 lead over Pepperdine, 37-24. to Portland and Santa Clara were postponed, as was San Diego and LMU. BYU's next game, by the way, at San Diego on Tuesday. And uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times. Uh, the reason that that game was postponed was due to uh, COVID protocols with LMU, so not with the Toreros. Top 25 action games going on right now. As my computer decides to refresh at the worst possible time, of course that's going to happen. Number 23, UCLA, leading Oregon State 46-39. to Seven minutes to go in that game. Halftime between Minnesota and Purdue, 21st-ranked Gophers with a five-point lead at 35-30. Number 17, Creighton, leading at DePaul 21-12. to Finals from earlier today, second-ranked Baylor defeating Auburn 84-72. Number three, Villanova with the road win at Seton Hall 80 80- to 
84-72 was the original the score from the previous game, Baylor over Auburn. Villanova over Seton Hall, 80-72. Number 20, Virginia Tech gets the upset over number 8, Virginia, 65-51. Another upset, number 24, Oklahoma, 5 better than ninth-ranked Alabama, 66-61. That snapped the Crimson Tide's 10-game winning streak. Number 10, Texas Tech winning at LSU 76 to 71. Florida takes down number 11 West Virginia 85 to 80 in overtime. 12th ranked Mizzou getting the 4-point win over TCU 102-98. Penn State takes down 14th ranked Wisconsin 81-71. Tennessee defeating the Kansas Jayhawks and it wasn't close. They win by 19 80 to 61 and Georgia Tech upsets the 16th ranked Florida State Seminoles 76 265. Coming up next, we'll get you our Mountain America three-point recap. Plus, we'll check in on BYU women's soccer. Let's just say it is a route against Weber State in exhibition play. We'll get you all the details when we come back. Here's the biggest detail of the night, though. BYU gets the win in double overtime, 95-87. More Cougar postgame live right after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Postgame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. In double overtime, BYU defeats Pacific 95-87. It's time for the Mountain America three-point recap. For each three-pointer BYU makes, Mountain America donates $50 to the American Red Cross. Tonight, BYU hit 11 threes for a total of $550. That brings the total donations for the season to $7,000. $500. Let's check in on BYU Women's Soccer. They have exhibition uh, action tonight against Weber State up in Harriman at the RSL training site. Uh, this is the only exhibition game for the Cougars. They will begin the regular season a week from tonight. Also in Harriman against the University of Utah. This one has been all BYU 6 nothing. Cougars leading Weber State. They are in the 74th minute. Two goals for Michaela Coulihan, two for Rachel McCarthy, and then uh, solo goals for Cam Tucker as well as McKaylee Moore. But again, 6 nothing BYU on their way to a route in their exhibition match before beginning things against Utah next Saturday night. That's a wrap for Cougar Post Game Live. After the break, we'll get you back to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Locker Room Show. I believe Alex Barcelo will be joining Mark Durant and Greg Rubel. Your final from Provo. Cougars get the win in double overtime, 95-87. And you heard it all right here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive postgame coverage continues with the Cougar Locker Room Show. Stops on the arc left and hands to Lee. Lee will try the three and score it! Colby Lee for three! The Cougar Locker Room Show is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Now let's head back to the America First Credit Union courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Wow, BYU in double overtime defeats Pacific tonight, 95-87. to This game was tied at 64 after regulation, 11-11 in the first overtime, and BYU outdistances themselves in the second OT, 20-12. A lot of that happening from the free-throw line, and a lot of them coming from Alex Barcelo, our guest tonight on our America First courtside interview. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant visiting with AB tonight, 23 points, including... 
a BYU and, in fact, an, uh, an all-time career high, nine rebounds to go along with seven assists. So a near triple-double territory <laughs> for Alex Barcelo tonight. Wow, initial impressions after grinding this one out. I'm exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to definitely jump in the ice bath, hot tub, contrast after this. But um, I'm just so thankful that we won the game, you know, being able to bounce back from our Pepperdine loss. Uh, it's just uh, – it, uh, speaks tremendously to, to the work that we put in every day and how young this group is, how willing we are to improve um, from our next game or next practice. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of all of our guys right now, and I think we're headed in the right direction. So you and Coach Pope have been a part of 50 games together. This was his 50th game. You started all of them for BYU. So in those 50 games, you've won 38, lost only 12, which is pretty amazing in and of itself. But after every one of the 12 losses, the next game is a win. <laughs> what does it take to keep doing that game after game when there's, there's, you know, there's inherent pressures of, well, we don't want to you know, lose back-to-back games. Then you find games like this where well, we're down against a team that's just so tough and making shots. What is it about you guys that just finds a way to do that every time you need to? I think first and foremost it takes a great coaching staff. It takes a great head coach. It takes great assistant coaches. It takes a great strength coach, trainer, um, all, all of our staff, our managers, our GAs, uh, everyone that supports us and, and helps us get better every day. I think that uh, that's a huge part of why we can, can bounce back the way that we do. They're just so positive and um, – I mean, it, it, nothing's pretty after a loss. Um, there are some good things that we get out of the games, but uh, there's a lot that we need to work on after those losses. And I think the way that our coaching staff handles each one of those losses um, is, is, I mean, it's, it's tremendous. And to be a player, to play under a coaching staff like that, uh, I think it, it makes us bring it that much more every day. It makes us play harder for them. It makes us trust them more because we know, you know, after a loss, they're in here till 1, 2, 3 a.m., focusing on how we can get better in our film session the next day and then on the court in practice. Uh, and then from our team, I think it just takes a tough group of guys um, being able to, to bounce back so quickly um, in a loss that just, I mean, eats you alive. And uh, I, I think that uh, it's, a, it's a great program to be in, and, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Are you guys mindful, by the way, of that run you guys are on? Does it get talked about now towards a thing? Like, oh, yeah, we just don't lose back-to-back games. I mean, I, th- I think it's in the back of our heads, but uh, not so much because we're just so focused on being present, and that's what Coach Pope tells us every day. He, he just wants us to be present in the moment and uh, um, figure out how we can, can improve that day. What, what can we do better that we didn't do that well in the last game? Um, so I think that's, that's a big part of it. Well, Alex, what a game, and, uh, you know, it's as a former player, I mean, there's a fine line to being just totally – devastated and being just so happy i mean it could have gone either way tonight but you guys made the plays and you know i know there's more to games than scoring but you didn't have a field goal in the first half and just had an amazing offensive production in the second half what what can you put a finger on you know the difference in a half from from half to half to you is it what the other team's doing or did you recognize i need to be more of a scorer here i mean how did that work that no field goals to just an amazing offensive production in the second half. I, I put all my credit towards uh, Coach Short, Coach Feger, and Pope. Um, the way that they teach me uh, how to lead a team, I, I think it's uh, it helps me focus um, more on that during the game. So not not thinking about missing or making shots. Like, that, like offense is going to come. I need to be focused uh, and present in the moment on how I can make my guys better on the defensive end and then how I can keep our offense flowing in, on the offensive side of the ball. What can I do to create for other guys 
um, when some teams are playing me harder uh, harder on me than some of my other teammates, w what can I do to help create open shots for my guys? So uh, just focusing on that every game. Uh, those three coaches have done a phenomenal job with me just keeping my mindset right and uh, focus going into every game on, on just leading the team, and, and then everything else takes care of itself. Tie game 64 all, six seconds to go in regulation. You guys drop a play. What was going to be run there? <coughs> right at the end of regulation. At the end of regulation. You kind of uh, got knocked over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we were running our zipper play, and I was going to fake coming up because he was, he was playing me the whole game on our zipper play, uh, trying to get that pass. Um, so I was going to fake coming up and then dive corner and then reject off. I was going to have a ball screen come and then reject it. But when I, when I went up to plant and I planted, I felt him behind me. So I was like, oh, they're going to call a foul and I'm going to get this. And, you know, I, I planted and then I went to, to turn to get the reject um, in the corner and he just ran me in the back. So I was like, oh, yeah, for sure he's going to call that. <laughs> and then he didn't. And I was like, there's nothing you can do about that. I mean, you're not going to change the ref's mind. So just, you know, move on to the next play. Thankfully, Caleb uh, got did, the ball. Did the right thing. Yeah, did the right thing. Yeah. Drew a foul. And, you know, you miss some, you make some. He's a young, he's a rookie. Um, he's such a big part of this team. And I don't think he should keep his head down because he, he's such a great player, offensively and defensively. And, I mean, you miss five, you make five. I haven't made a couple threes the past few games. Like, whatever. My guys still trust me. And we still trust Caleb to, to go and hit those free throws. Alex, another big difference in the first half was just two points in the paint to the end up with 36 points in the paint for the game. Was there anything discussed at halftime about let's focus more on trying to take it to the rim, get it to the big guys, or, or maybe just what was talked about at halftime? Being, being tough, having fight, and I think that's why it translated to us getting downhill into the paint because um, guys just had that. You know, we had that at the start of the game. But it wasn't quite where it was coming into the second half um, where our fight and toughness was. And, and I think uh, all the guards did a great job ripping off ball screens. And then Rich, Matt, um, Caleb, Gideon uh, in the paint in the second half just did a great job. They're so physical and strong. And I don't think anyone can hang with them. So I was, I was proud of them. We'll take a break. We'll continue our conversation with Alex Barcelo, AB, with 23 tonight. One of two Cougs who scored 20 or more, B.A., Brandon Aver at 24. Cougs beat the Tigers at Pacific 95-87 here on the new skin, BYU. This is the Cougar Locker Room Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, so welcome back to the Marriott Center. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant visiting courtside with Alex Barcelo in our America First courtside interview. Barcelo with 23, helping BYU to a 95-87 win over the Pacific Tigers. Uh, a word or two, A.B., about Pacific, the game they played uh, today. <laughs> That's a, I mean, they, they opened up league play 2-0. and mm. uh, They took a couple tough losses at Gonzaga, at Pep. You know what it's like to lose at the Waves. It's a good team, too. So uh, Pacific played, I mean, they have, they have a certain style. It's hard. And when they're making threes, they're even harder to play. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a talented group of guys, and uh, they were <laughs> they were hitting mid range, they were hitting threes. I mean, their their bigs were hitting threes. Like, they're a very high talented group that plays really physical. And I think like, um, I mean, they're a tough team to be on any given night at home or away at their place. Um, but I was just so proud of how we handled it, how we handled their physicality, and how we handled um, on the defensive end them knocking down the shots that they did tonight. But they're a great, they're a great team and a great group of guys coached by a great coach, Coach Stoudemire. Um, and 
yeah, they're going to they're be a tough team to beat in this league. Yeah, I mean, you can say that about pretty much all the teams. I mean, you, you've been, you've certainly been through the league. You know, it's tough to, to win games. Uh, how do you feel like your your team? How how is BYU at this point? Pretty much got the second half of the conference play. How do you feel like you're playing as a team, and maybe some things that you need to work on, and or or uh, what's your assessment? I think we're playing really well. We've had some nights where we haven't shot the ball that great. Um, but I think we've done a great job responding to it when we pulled out certain wins, um, whether it's our big stepping up and getting points in the paint or guards just driving, kicking, um, finishing shots at the rim, uh, finishing floaters, pull-ups, whatever it may be. Um, but, yeah, I just think we've done a, a great job of, of handling that. I think we got a lot that we need to learn on the defensive side of the ball right now. We've done a, a great job uh, in games down the stretch that we've won um, but the games that we've lost, we really need to, you know, pick apart, just like we picked apart Pepperdine coming into this game, what we need to work on defensively um, and be focused on coming into every game. Because at the end of the day, our offense is going to come, like Pope says, and our coaching staff tells us, you're going to miss shots, you're going to make shots. But how are we going to respond when they make a run on the offensive side of the ball mm. when a dude on scout is a capable three-point shooter, not a great three-point shooter, and, and he hits, you know, three out of five or four out of five? How are we going to respond to that? What changes are we going to make? Um, are we going to get up, you know, more in and be more physical? Uh, are we going to have great gaps? Are we going to have great bottoms? Um, are guys going to talk more, communicate on the floor? And I think that's one thing we've been focusing on really well right now is uh, just communicating productively in practice. Uh, we run transition segments, you know, half-court uh, shell segments, four-on-four four or five-on-five, five, and we're we're really focused on talking productively Um uh, telling guys like hey i'm behind you i got your gap uh you know lift lift up a little bit more i got your bottom like send them this way protect middle um whatever that may be i think we're on a, a great path there um but we definitely have a lot we need to improve on and you know we need to continue to get to the second third sides on on the offensive side of the ball i think sometimes we get we hit a couple shots we get kind of um big eyed at the first side and try, try think it's just going to be that easy for the rest of the game but i think uh, being disciplined and being able to get second third side on the offensive side of the ball is another thing we're, we're working on right now it was a, a 50 minute game so there were some minutes to be had out there you played 44 team high a couple of guys played 31 off the bench spencer johnson connor harding can you talk about each of those guys and the role they had in today's win oh phenomenal i mean spencer johnson He's a great defender. Um, he brings energy when he gets into the game, and he's a you know, phenomenal shooter, can get to the rack. Um, it's a very smart player. Uh, Connor, I mean, he's a veteran, can shoot the ball at a very high clip. Um, he's got great IQ, um, a great defender, and he's just a, he's just a player that you want to play with. He's, he's a guy that you want to have on your team. And uh, at the end of the day, whether it's you know, him playing 20 minutes or 30 minutes or starting, whatever it may be, like you know Connor's got your back. And uh, I'm just so proud of how he's handled uh, himself this season. Uh, three steals for Connor, by the way. And, and the three-point play that Spencer makes to get the second overtime underway was just huge. Yeah, it was a, it was a great read. And you saw it. I mean, our whole bench jumped up. And <laughs> he, he kind of screamed at the bench. But I, I was really proud of him because, he, he, you know, he read his man, was up in him, and then he drove. And he made a smart play. He, he, you know, he was looking for the dish to Matt. But uh, he saw the big was kind of playing Matt, and then he just went in and finished it, got the foul, knocked down the free throw. Like, yeah. it's just uh, it's fun when you see guys make really smart plays, especially in, in crunch time. As great as it was to grind this one out here at home today, really gratifying. 
you know that, that road wins have that extra special vibe to them. And you get a chance to go back out on the road and play two this next week. Yeah, we're playing some really tough teams, so we got we got to stay locked in. We're going to get some rest tomorrow, um, and then we're going to get back at it again on Monday, watch film, watch scout, and uh, be as prepared as we can coming into this next week. Take some time getting out of bed tomorrow. Okay? <laughs> I, will. I will for sure. I might sleep 12 hours. A.B., <laughs> <laughs> great to have you on. Congratulations on the effort, you and the guys. Great win, and uh, we'll see you soon. All right, thanks, guys. All thanks right. for having me. That's Alex Barcelo. Coach Mark Pope is next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the final word on today's game with head coach Mark Pope. It's the BYU Dining Cougar Post Game Coaches Show. BYU Dining, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. The Cougar Post Game Coaches Show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Now let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, thanks, first of all, to Alex Barcelo for joining us in our America First Credit Union courtside interview, brought to you by America First, here to help. To find out more, visit AmericaFirst.com today. BYU is a winner in double overtime over Pacific. The final score, 95-87. to BYU had not won an overtime game under head coach Mark Pope until today. They had three chances last year, uh, went 0-3 for 3 in OT. All games were on the road, and uh, Cougars didn't. They, they lost uh, at Utah at Boise State, and at St. Mary's last year in the extra sessions. No overtime games yet this year until today. It was 64-64 after regulation, and then BYU ends up winning at 95-87 after two overtimes. Leading scorers for the Cougars, Brandon Averett, 24, Alex Barcelo, 23, and Matt Harms, 13. So the big three right there, and they end up going 24-33 from the field and so uh, that's what you want from your leading scorers in games like today and they all had uh, outstanding individual numbers besides the scoring harms had a good shooting day five for seven made his one three made both of his free throws eight rebounds that's a byu high for matt brandon abert in addition to his 24 points ends up with five assists a good number there and alex barcello again nearing a triple double 23 points nine rebounds byu and college career high for him nine boards and seven assists so a lot going on beyond the scoring numbers for the big three as BYU gets a big win today against the Pacific Tigers head coach Mark Pope is joining us after his 50th game on the BYU sidelines the big 5-0 for coach Mark Pope and 38 up 12 down for the Cougs in coach Pope's 50th game and the 50th was a memorable one in a lot of ways congratulations coach on a big win for you and the guys Woo! let's go (laughs) my goodness you guys, see, here's the thing. Mark is so upset with me right now because he had dinner plans. It was an early game. He's like, I can get to a 7 o'clock dinner, and then we ruined it with the triple overtime thriller. Sorry, Mark. We are almost to church tomorrow, man. I thought we were going to keep going forever, but, man, that was fun to watch. Oh, my gosh. I guess it was fun is the word. <laughs> we're like anxiety-ridden more would be probably more. But it's fun to win. Yes, it is fun to win, man. It's fun to see your guys have so many opportunities to um it's 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 amazing it's just is like what an honor to watch these young men right because there's so many times where they could just be like we're not playing well we're not right we don't feel right we're mad at coach we're, we're mad at the refs we're mad at covid we're mad at 100 things and like just say 
enough. And these guys just re- they refuse to do it. They refuse to do it. They're like, I- I'm just telling you, if I'm a if I'm a big money employer here in Utah, I'm tiring one of these dudes because you know they're just going to keep going forever until they finally figure out how to win. It's it's awesome. So what a fun uh, what a fun thing for us all to witness. Not super poetic on the court, but just in terms of the heart and the and the determination. Just couldn't be prouder of these guys. Well, you know, clearly uh, th- this team has established uh, a persona, uh, a, s- a set of characteristics or traits that that, that can pay off in, in the long run. And uh, we saw it again today. And, and I mean, things were just this side of going sideways a little bit uh, at a few times there. And oh, at, no. At really no, they were on the other side of sideways. <laughs> they were completely on the other side of sideways. But the, but guys just kept pulling it back. They just kept pulling it back. And. And uh, you're right; it is becoming an identity. Uh, but we went, we crossed the line multiple <laughs> times tonight. So, and, and and you know, hey, Pacific was doing things like grabbing offensive rebounds late in games. Things you're like, oh, okay, I've seen this already. I've, I've been there, and you still had to find a way to get past that. Yeah, it's um, you're super. These these inside out teams are really hard for us. These teams that just they punish you with space. And they're inverted. It's bigs, bigs make shots, and guards actually are penetrating, but they don't really shoot it. It just gets us up, upside down a little bit. And we, we tried a bunch of different looks tonight. We tried downs and weeks. We tried down switch, weak switch. We tried uh, zone and through. Uh, we tried just a straight switch. And um, we tried, obviously, like 97 different lineups. <laughs> and, um, and all of it clearly genius because we came away with the W. <laughs> Hard to argue with the the W, Coach, but I, I, maybe I'm wrong here, but watching Pepperdine, it seemed like Pacific kind of had the same game plan, be super physical with your big guys. Yep. So, so I'm gonna, we're just going to pound on you guys. We're going to bring help on the lob. We're going to front. And, and it, it seemed to me, and maybe this isn't fair, that the, the BYU big guys maybe didn't push back hard enough. And I thought at halftime, I told Greg this, if I'm a coach, I'm going to be yelling at my big guys, you got to get tougher. I don't know if that's what you did, but it seemed like in the second half in overtime, it was a different group of big guys for you and really took it to Pacific. Yeah, it was. And, and um, it's it's really interesting. Uh, you know, they approached it a little bit different because they were trying to front everything. They were really trying to work hard to front, even extend outside the floor. And so we were not quite as patient working on the post. It kind of took away that part of the game in the first half from us. And I was very uh, – I was very – uh, I was somewhat animated at halftime about our our guys like demanding catches, just not as an end of an offense, but also as a finisher, intermediate, just as a ball movement part of offense. We weren't getting it, and so it kind of took out. You know, we've been living in the post a little bit. I thought they did a much better job. Obviously, started by Rich. Rich had a terrific stretch yeah. where he kind of went three straight catches, and 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 obviously did an unbelievable job being physical and just you know, fouled out Shad in about 15 minutes. And, and and truthfully, he probably could have fouled out in six minutes if they were calling everything. And, and that's just what Rich brought to the game. And then I was super proud of Matt Harms uh, because he jumped in the fray, especially in overtime, and started making some more physical plays, uh, coming up with a couple hard catches on on uh, 50-50 ball deflections and, and, and finished a couple of plays around the rim and make some free throws. And um, I thought they were both really good. Uh, um you know, I thought that uh, Caleb and Gideon, um, you know, were, were trying to add as much physicality as they could. Uh, I think um, it's exciting to see Caleb uh, start to put the ball on the floor a little bit, although the outcome wasn't good. But this is a part of his game that is going to come so fast when it comes because he's got the skill set. 
It's just actually incorporating it. But I felt like all those guys were much more physical. And I thought we got unbelievable physicality from our guards. I thought Brandon Averett had a couple of huge blockouts in the first half down here on our end of the court where he's, he's blocking out a five on a smash down. Uh, Alex Barcelo always brings so much physicality to the game. Uh, Connor Harding, I thought, really helped us there. And so we had contributions in the physicality game from a lot of places. But, we listen, Damon, I, I love the way he runs this program, and that is that is who they are. And we knew coming in they were going to try and punish us, and, and they certainly did it effectively through most of the game. Uh, he's earning his nickname Big Shot Brandon, Brandon Averett. I mean, big moments tonight yep. for him. And, again, we've seen it multiple times, but he has a real sense of, of, of how to get it done at the most crucial of junctures, makes five threes, leads your team in scoring, leads everybody with 24 tonight. Yep, and he was he was terrific. He was actually – he was actually uh, really patient. You know, they were kind of playing with unders, overs. Every time we came off a ball screen, they were just really, they were St. Mary's cover, and they were gapped up, and they were just in a full retreat. A couple times it got him stuck on one side, messing around behind the screen, and it was less decisive. But as the game kind of wore on, he found more ways, more and more ways to attack, and uh, clearly had a terrific performance for us. And also really helped us on the defensive end in terms of managing, uh, you know, whether he was kind of, getting into a week or a down or a best route. He managed it pretty well throughout most of the game. Alex Barcelo wasn't too far away from a triple-double, 23-9-7 tonight. The nine rebounds are a career high for him. And as Mark Durant said during the broadcast, he spends more time on the ground than a landscaper. Yeah, yes, he does. Yes, he does. He got a million-dollar million smile, but like his work ethic is, is blue-collar hard hat, right? It's just awesome. And uh, he was terrific tonight. I mean, he – and what was really fun to see Alex do was kind of figure out the game. Like, he kind of figured out – as the game wore on, you could see he was like, okay, I, I actually – I'm going to put this stuff on the back burner, but I know I can get here. I know I can do this. I know that I can turn up the pace here. And I thought he was super effective. Um, and his toughness led us today. Uh, we're in a timeout with uh, – I can't remember which overtime it was. Maybe the first overtime. And he just he just you know, he just kind of yelled at the guys he's like we're winning this game right and and our guys believe him actually and um, it's really powerful when you have leadership like that. Yeah, I think when he's all over and done with here, that uh, this is kind of be the game I remember about Alex because he kind of took took it on his shoulders and I, I said during the broadcast I think Alex is going to will this team to a victory yep. and I think he he did that. Another guy I thought. 31 minutes, Connor Harding. I mean, I know you think the world of him, but what a great effort. He played good defense, hit some big, big shots, played through an ankle injury. I thought he was great tonight. Yeah, he, he was terrific. You know, you're really lucky. You're really fortunate as a coach to have some guys that you're just like, okay, I kind of know what I'm going to get from him from night to night. And, um, and so sometimes as we're like still in this wild exploration and kind of game by game figuring out who's going to have what and how, how they can fit, um, is, is, is I'm playing with some guys that are still finding themselves that have big upside but also are in some moments maybe still trying to figure out how to do it right. It's really nice to be able to offset that in the lineup on the court with somebody who's like, I know exactly what I'm getting there. I know exactly what I'm getting there. I'm going to take a flyer right here and mm. see what I got tonight. And, and so Connor is certainly that, and it's um, 
you know, we've talked about him a lot. We, it's funny. We talk about him so much more now that he's coming off the bench mm-hmm. because of his impact than we did as a starter. And, and that's a tribute to him. And he certainly made a huge difference for us tonight. We'll take a break. We'll continue and conclude our conversation with BYU head coach Mark Pope. It is the BYU Creamery Cougar Postgame Coaches Show brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Coach Pope next here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU grinds out a 95-87 double overtime win over Pacific today. First overtime win of the Mark Pope era. The Cougars hadn't had an overtime game yet this year. They get their first one. They win it. They had all those overtime games on the road last year. None of them went the Cougs' way. This one does in double overtime. BYU now to 14-4 and on the year, 5-2 and in the West Coast Conference. Pacific's lost three in a row in league after a 2-0 and start post-quarantine. They've lost at... Yeah, look at that, at uh, Gonzaga, at Pepperdine, at BYU. So that's a tough grind uh, for those guys. Coach Damon Stoudemire's team, though, Coach Mark Pope, uh, they're going to get some things done, I think. I mean, they were. let's not forget, they were an 11-5 and team yeah. in the WCC last year. Yeah. Won well, 23 games. I'm going to get to that, but can I just tell you? Sure. So, like, we come on this show, Mark works hard, Greg works hard, I work hard. We are trying to entertain, okay? Like, we <laughs> want we want BYU Cougar Nation to feel like they're invested. And here I am pouring my heart and soul into this postgame show, and my beautiful, talented daughter, Layla, is sleeping in the front row. <laughs> I don't understand. Like, can we get some love now? It's a long night for everybody. I guess so. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in terms of Damon Stoudemire, what an unbelievable job he's doing coaching this team. I mean, will someone please go hire him at a big, huge job so we can get him out of here? <laughs> he's a problem. Like, what he did last year was incredible. He's the coach of the year. And um, and, and they've had unbelievable challenges with COVID. They lost their best player from last year, their kind of do-all, be-all guy. And he still put together a team that on a good night um, can can really challenge just about anybody in our league. And um, they're a handful, and they'll keep getting better. Like I said, they've they've lost a lot of practice time due to COVID. Yeah. He's got a bunch of guys that kind of know who they are and do what they do, and he's put together pieces wisely. He's a he's a terrific coach. Do do uh, do you think at all about uh, just how important it was that this game get won um, for what lies beyond for you know, the resume, the portfolio that that, that you just get this one yeah i mean i think that's always in the background but i think what's special about this team is that they wanted to win this game because they want to win this game yeah i think that actually helps you be successful um you know if you spend too much time worrying about well if this happens then that's gonna happen or this happens then that goes away it's all actually a distraction and this game like this game threw everything under the sun at our guys to try and distract them i mean everything uh you know uh a different opponent, inside-out opponent, uh, you know, a rescheduled game, coming off a really, really frustrating, disappointing loss, uh, a, a team that's got uh, identity as being tough and physical, um, guys that, like, live in isolation, which is not one of the places that we love to be, uh, you know, whether it's referees or an early start or, or you know, uh, things going sideways during the game or missing shots or weird rotations. It was everything under the sun to try and get our guys to be distracted. And they said, we won't do it. 
And so we're always in the back of your mind. Like tomorrow, I'll look at the net and be like, okay, what does this mean for us to net? But right now, my guys are staying totally dialed in and locked in on the game. And it wasn't beautiful, man, but it was beautiful. Beautiful ugly. Beautiful ugly, baby. (laughs) I'm going to get a T-shirt and then I'm going to say beautiful ugly. But then they're going to be like, yeah, he's ugly and his wife is beautiful. (laughs) That also works. That's Multiple meetings. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you have – you got Pepperdine twice, obviously, and you play San Diego for the first time. But then you're kind of going through the second half of the conference. You've been through that many times before. What what's different in the second half of the conference, and what are the challenges? Well, it's 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 even more it's more weird this year, right? Because you just think LMU just shut down today, and so I don't even know what the second half of the conference is going to look like. So normally, going the second half is like you really know each other. You've already done through a whole scout. Now you're actually going to read changes and do everything else. And now there's this really weird variable about everything else happening, you know, in weird time and when and who and how and what. Um, and so it's it, it's still going to be the same grind. I mean, this team has a bunch of teams that can all beat each other. And um, and uh, so it's it's it just gets harder the second time around. And so it's a fun challenge. It's it's what makes league play great. And uh, you know we we obviously have a ton of work to do to before we start cycling through the second half. But but we're excited about it. You haven't hit the big five zero chronologically, but you have hit the big five zero in coaching games at BYU, and you got there at thirty eight and uh, thirty eight and twelve, as it turned out. And uh, that's that's the that's the second best record. Uh, of of anybody that's coached at BYU through their first uh, first fifty games, Do you have any thoughts on on that mini milestone, if you will? Well, I'm super grateful they let me get to fifty. You always wonder if you're actually going to get to fifty. Are they going to kick me out of here after twenty five? <laughs> right. So, um, I'm super grateful. And then you know these the, these numbers, uh, you know you you guys both know as well as me. They don't have a lot to do with me. Uh, they have a lot to do with my staff. They have a lot to do with uh, having great players. They have a lot to do with. The, all the guys who built this BYU basketball program that came before us, most recently, of course, Coach Rose and his great staffs and great players, and so we're we're the I, I, I'm actually the really uh, lucky beneficiary of having great players and unbelievable staff and and walking into a program that was really built in a special way, and so hopefully they'll let me coach 51. I mean, uh, Tom still got a few days <laughs> to make that decision, so hopefully we get to 51. To reconsider before you go to San Diego. I'm, yeah. I'm coming up on 50, and that's you got a better record than I do, but <laughs> I'll tell, tell you that much. Okay, so it's a quick turnaround, quicker than normal, because it is a Tuesday game at San Diego. We'll do our coaches show, by the way, uh, Monday because of the Tuesday game, and then you're at San Diego. San Diego-Portland on the road next week. Yep, uh, two, two teams that have been tough. So, um, you know, San Diego – uh, was up by one with 11 seconds left in the game last year, like a really just a, a really <laughs> tough game late in the season. It was probably legitimately it was my, maybe our most important win of the whole season. At that point, yeah, yeah. And um, and so we know how hard it is to go down there and play. It's just it's just it's hard. It's hard on the road. And then and then I was here. Uh, you know, with the BYU team at, at Portland with uh, the, the, the Bobby Sharp game, the infamous Bobby Sharp. <laughs> and that's still uh, I still have night terrors. Sometimes I'll sometimes 
I'll be like sleeping at night, and, and Leanne's like, why were you yelling, Bobby, guard Bobby? And sure enough, it's because of this Bobby Sharp debacle a decade ago. So we got our work cut out for us, boys, but it's going to stay exciting, and, and I got a lot of faith in our in our team. Like These guys are fighters, and it, it sure is fun to watch them fight, win, lose, or draw. Great day for the Kooks. Congratulations to you, the entire team. Uh, wonderful win, and we look forward to next week. Thanks, for Coach. Mark, I'm so sorry about the dinner reservations, man. <laughs> It's on me next time. We'll get Can this thing done sooner. Can you put in a call to some restaurant? You got, you got a lot of cachet down here in Utah we got County. It. No doubt. Let's go. Hey, any, if there happens to be any restaurant owner Listen. Uh, listening, please hit us up, man, so we can get some dinner. <laughs> All I remember is in Maui, you took everybody out to Roost Chris after a yes. win. I don't Oof. remember getting that invite, Greg. You didn't come to Roost Chris? <laughs> I think that was after uh, Virginia Tech. I think so. Man, man, that was a f- how fun was Maui last year? We got to go back. I think, I, go. I think I did Burger King after that one. Yeah, so, me too. All right, Coach, thank you. Okay, appreciate you, you guys. Week. All right, that's Coach Mark Pope. We'll come back and wrap it up here on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. You're listening to the Cougar Post Game Coaches Show on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. BYU with a tidy 1.22 points per possession today on the way to a 95-87 double overtime win over the Pacific Tigers. Cougars, despite having some uh, some difficult stretches during the day, ended up shooting 50% on the day, 33 of 66. 50% to the Tigers, 42. BYU shot 38 from the arc to the Tigers, 38 as well. They were almost dead even there. Uh, BYU was outdistanced at the free throw line, 72% to 64%, yet both teams made exactly 18 free throws on the day. BYU led today by Brandon Averitt's 24 and Alex Barcelo's 23. Matt Harms chipping in with 13. Those were the three in double figures as the Cougars hang on and pull away in the second overtime. That's going to do it. BYU goes to 14-4 and four on the year, 5-2 and two in league. Up next, a couple of games on the road at San Diego Tuesday night and at Portland on Thursday night. Looking forward to being with you for both of those. Our broadcast of BYU Basketball with Mark Pope will come your way on the BYU TV app Monday at 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Let's wrap it up by thanking our crew back at BYU Radio, our engineers, Barry Squires and Sean Fay, our coordinating producer, Terry South, our control board operator, Liam Howard, our studio host, Jason Shepard, and our broadcast interns, Bryce Larson and Kevin Hatch. Our appreciation to John McBride of BYU Athletic Communications for helping us throughout the day. Always good to have Coach Pope with us pregame and postgame. We also appreciate Alex Barcelo for being our postgame guest from the BYU locker room. Our appreciation goes out to Luke Wicks, assistant coach of the Pacific Tigers, for his pregame conversation, all part of our broadcast day today. My color commentary colleague is Mr. Mark Durant. And for all the aforementioned, my name is Greg Grubel. Thanking you for tuning in. Final score, BYU 95, Pacific 87 in double overtime. So in the meantime and in between time, this has been BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Good night and so long from Provo, Utah.